0: Welcome. It is Thursday, February 11th. We are recording live, but it will be pre-recorded. Another episode of the Ranch Boys. Why don't we go around Ooh. the around the table and uh, just uh, do do another introduction? This is uh this is Dennis Snuggs kicking this one off. Uh, why don't we uh, why don't we get the boys to introduce themselves?
1: It's Boone. Boone Bonerson coming at you live from an undisclosed location in a room that is my bedroom in the house that I grew up in.
2: Right on, right on. You got Clint here uh, coming to you from a an undisclosed mountainous region. Um, pretty nice here. A little more temperate than, uh, than where you guys are, are at. So
0: yeah, it's, I'll take uh, it. It's chilly here in our in our uh, region of the world. We are uh, currently pulling up that it's a uh, negative zero degrees.
1: Dude, so, good shit. And, uh, I feel like that's
0: like zero. a black
2: hole or something. Negative zero.
0: Yeah,
1: it's not possible.
0: Conspiracy? <laughs> Does that Whoa. exist? Is there is positive zero and a negative zero?
1: Speaking of conspiracies, what are we talking about today, Denny?
0: Well, we're going to go uh we're going to go down a rabbit hole of a couple of them. Uh I'm going to I'm going to you know discuss my favorite one. Um that would be that uh Paul McCartney is dead. He did die uh, in 1966. So we'll get more into that, but uh Boone, what are, what are you going to be talking about? Uh I'm going to
1: start when I when I when it gets to me about MK Ultra, uh you know, 1960s government testing of uh, experiments on human beings uh, to try and find out a way to literally control our minds. That is quite literally what they were trying to do. Okay, All right.
2: right on. And then I think I'm gonna go ahead and follow up after those those heavier topics with a little more lighthearted conspiracy that Stevie Wonder can fucking see.
0: Mm. I wouldn't put it by him. I wouldn't put it by him. All right. Well, I guess I'll I'll kind of kick it off. So. Uh, Paul McCartney, uh, back in uh, the '60s, uh, there was a big, uh, big hoax. I don't know if hoax or conspiracy is a better word, but uh, that Paul McCartney did die. And you know, for those of you who don't know who Paul McCartney is, uh, bassist for uh, Don't listen the Beatles to this podcast, the Beatles. <laughs> yep, don't listen. Turn it off now. Um, so. Obviously, the Beatles, probably, you know, top five, three, maybe the best or, you know, most renowned rock band of all time, early rock. But uh, so the story goes in 1966, actually, the exact date is November 9th, 1966, Paul McCartney picked up a hitchhiker at like five o'clock in the morning after he left the studio where him and John Lennon had a big argument. Um, you know, there's always that thing that the two members, Lennon McCartney, they, they butt heads. Um, and so he leaves the studio in rage, picks up a hitchhiker. The hitchhiker becomes crazed because she like recognizes who he is. Like once he's driving and she starts like trying to like, you know, hug him and kiss him and stuff. And he's like, you know, driving a car skirts off the road, hits a tree. He gets decapitated and um, then they buried his body at a beach in which they called it. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Leso, L-E-S-O. So like Lizzo. Like Lizzo. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's where
2: Lizzo was born. Anyway, continue.
0: <laughs> um. So so I mean, what's your what I mean? Before I get into the details, like. Yeah, you guys have heard of this. What's uh what's your idea on it?
1: I have an immediate question first. Uh-huh. I feel like this is important. Mm-hmm. What where did he die? Like was it in America or was it in uh yeah, England? I think it was Mike?
0: I'm assuming it was England. I'm I'm not exactly sure. I'd have to research that.
1: The reason I ask and why I say it's important is because they drive on the opposite sides of the road. And uh okay depending on which way he swerved might influence where his location was. And that can lead into a whole nother fucking can of worms about this whole conspiracy.
2: Very Hmm. interesting.
0: Might have been like America though, because I've seen like the picture of like the supposed car that it happened in. And um, uh, maybe that's just a random picture of a car. I don't know. But... (laughs) I'll, I'll go into it. Uh, so, I, I already talked about, you know, he picked up a hitchhiker. And then what happened was uh, they started throwing, like, clues, obviously, in their songs. And I think Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, that's, like, the most notorious one in, like, the album cover. So, you know, I'm going to pull up the album cover. So, the it's a funeral. They're at a funeral. And all the people behind the Beatles are all like dead celebrities, um, and man, there's so much to this. It's gonna be really hard to explain. Um, <laughs> so on the cover, you know, there it says Beatles in red roses, and uh, if and there's like a rose, there's like a little O at the end of the Beatles. And so if you read that, it says B at Lesso, and Lesso is supposedly the beach in which they buried Paul's body.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. So and I just searched Lesso Beach. Um, doesn't look like it's a real beach. So <laughs> there's <laughs> there's one red flag. I don't know. The- Maybe
2: that's just like a nickname for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I- Maybe they made their own beach. It's just around a beach. But uh, then also on the left of the Beatles are what looks like the Beatles again, but they're wearing Mm. all black. So, you know, they're obviously at a funeral. Mm. And then Paul McCartney in the middle, he has a patch on his left arm that uh, they read as OPD. Which in like some parts of the world means like that's the that's the uh, like police call or whatever like officially pronounced dead you know on scene. Oh. Um, but Instead the
2: of
0: like the DOA continue. What's DOA?
2: Dead on arrival. It's different. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I think like that's like their police call for when you know stuff happens. Okay. Um, and then, but the but the Beatles try to discredit that and say uh, the patch actually said OPP, which is Ontario Police Patrol or something like that. Um, but uh, you know that's up for debate. And then in the album cover, there's also an open palm above Paul's head, and that's like a sign of death in some kind of culture. Uh, and the, <laughs> there's just so much Whoa. fucking to it. Uh, And there's also other things when you see an open palm above Paul McCartney's dead in a lot of albums, and then there's like a yellow thing of roses, and it's a you can tell it's a guitar or it's like a bass, and it's actually it's a right-handed bass. If like now I'm noticing this, and supposedly the flowers they spell out Paul, but in, in like the bass form. So there's also something if you put a mirror on it, but. There's lots of lyrics in the songs. Uh, Strawberry Fields. Uh, at the end, you know, once the crazy part comes, it's like doing weird stuff. Uh, you suppose we hear John Lennon say like, "Ah, buried Paul," um, and then there's also parts of songs where you rewind them, and it's like, like Dead Man's like on arrival, Dead Man on Arrival or something. But so they got a they got a fake Paul McCartney. Uh, his name was Billy Shears, and so they taught him how to, like, play bass. Um, there's there's pictures of, I think, Paul McCartney playing left-handed, but he was, well, like, right-handed, I mean, like, right-handed guitar, but he was actually left-handed, so they had to teach him how to play left-handed. Um, and then he also had, like, supposedly a clef flip, kind of, and so that's when, after this happened, that's when the Beatles started growing their mustaches and, like, their fat-ass beards. So people couldn't see that. Um, there's so many other things. But, I mean...
2: So that's fucking crazy.
0: Yeah, I'm going off. I mean, off. There's, a like, lot,
2: there's a lot that adds up to that. Um, I'm, I'm reading here, too, just to familiarize myself more, that yeah. no one can trace the the look-alike. like the real guy yeah no no one's been able to actually trace that guy i I mean that's just according to this article i'm looking at i don't know if that's true or not but
0: i think there's also something that he's like from he's like from canada so like ontario police department canada i don't know and then i mean there's like so many songs where it's like oh, what's the one it's like you drove your car and like your head came off Oh. Oh, it's a day in the life, a day in the life.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Dude, there's also, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's either like way at the end of one of the songs, like there's like a pause after the song, and then they start, there's a chant, and it's like, Paul is dead, Paul is dead. Or it's like, at some point you reverse something, and it says Paul is dead, and it's a Beatles song. But I do want to pack off that, or piggyback off that, rather, um, by saying, while there's a lot of evidence and a lot of weird things uh, going on with this theory, Mm -hmm. I also do want to err on the side of caution and say that conspiracy theories sell shit. Well... You know what I mean? Think about that. Like, think about, they could have played this whole thing out, and how many albums did they sell? Hundreds of millions. Like, Like almost more than anyone. uh, More than anyone, I'm I'm pretty sure. I'm going to Google that. You know, and that shit sells when people are interested in that. And they're like, they'll buy the album just to look at the cover, just to read into the conspiracies more in my, I mean, you know, like I personally just love their music. So that's why I'd buy it. But people who probably don't even listen to them are like, oh, this is crazy. I'm going to buy this album just to see what's going on.
0: The Beatles are the number one um, record selling like band of all time. They have sold... I just saw And this is September 19th, 2020. So this is some pretty recent statistics here. Like almost 200 million probably? Yep, 180 million yep, maybe? Yeah, 183 million I think it says. Jeez. Um, but but anyway, so a day in the life. You know, the very first, first uh, lyric, sorry, I read the news today. Oh boy, about a lucky man who made the grade. And I always thought it said who made the grave. Okay, but... And though the news was rather sad, well, I just had to laugh. I saw the photograph, because John Lennon, who wrote this, he he knew it was Paul, and they were they were always like butting heads, and so he kind of thought it was funny. He blew his mind out in a car, lost his head in the car. He didn't notice the lights had changed. A crowd of people stood and stared. They'd seen his face be- before. Nobody was really sure if he was from the House of Lords. Uh, I don't really. There's something behind that
2: whoa so that's super fucked up if that is true and like say it is all true and john Mm -hmm. lennon that's the lyric he writes He's just like i had to laugh dude yeah
0: Yeah. right he's
2: laughing at somebody anybody getting decapitated let alone someone he knows well i don't care if it's my worst enemy i'm not gonna laugh at that shit yeah like what the fuck that's crazy here's another thing i'm seeing too oh sorry go ahead
1: Oh no! I was just gonna say I feel like you know they were butting heads, but I mean like ultimately they wouldn't have been in a band together if they weren't friends at least at some point, like oh, yeah.
0: early on, oh, yeah. right? Right? You know, so that and that would at least be enough of a friends.
2: connection to not exactly. think It's funny when somebody gets their fucking head cut off.
0: But I think uh, I think another reason why they they got like so they started butting heads so much because uh the women crazed over paul mccartney more than john lennon and he was like the biggest beetle and so john didn't like that and like you know it's just okay. like oh he's more popular than me like that's not right like and so that was another reason why he just he's envious of him and like they got in a lot of fights over it, and john maybe Dude, secretly like just was like maybe yeah, fuck paul
1: maybe that was karma and that's why John Lennon got shot by that dude who read Catcher on the Rye and said that the book Catcher on the Rye, which is one of the most boring books in history, made him kill John Lennon. Maybe his karma for him thinking it was funny that his bandmate yeah. died. <laughs> I don't know.
2: I was that's just thinking of a... Dark Thought. I was like, I mean, this fucker kind of deserved it, dude. He deserved those bullets. Uh, Not really. Yeah, but, no, no one deserved that, but...
0: yeah.
1: I personally thoroughly I mean obviously both John and Paul were the ones writing the songs. I like both of their like both of the songs, you know. Whether it's written by John or Paul, I really typically like them both. They're different in their own regards, but you know.
0: Yeah. Paul McCartney's definitely the more was definitely like the face more than anything. And then there's also a clue on the Abbey Road album. Uh, you know that's like the one where they're walking across the street yeah. mm-hmm. so Paul's the only one without shoes for some reason they're all wearing different uh, suit colors so like John Lennon's in the front wearing like all white and that's like he's like the uh, priest at the, uh, at the funeral or something like that and then I can't remember the rest but the license plate on this full in the back of the photo says it's 28IF And so it reads as like 28 if, and that's how old Paul would have been if he were still alive when the album came out. So, you know, that's the other thing. And Uh, uh,
2: and the LMW. So it's LMW
0: 28 1 F. What's LMW mean?
2: Linda McCartney weeps.
0: Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Is that that his mom or his wife? His wife. I'm pretty sure. Here, yeah, it says, uh, when the rumor blew up, Paul was neither dead nor a Wallace. He was in seclusion on Scottish farm with Linda, Heather, and their six-week-old daughter Mary, known to the world as the infant cradled in his leather jacket. Linda's most famous photo. Yeah, so... uh, John Lennon said it's the most stupid rumor he's ever heard. Sounds like well, the same I think guy. He just who can't take,
2: C- can't take that. Even after death, Paul McCartney has more fame than him.
0: Yeah. Um, so there's a lot to it. Uh, I'd recommend you look into it and watch some YouTube videos about it because it's definitely, it's definitely pretty interesting to watch. But uh, you know
2: what? I'm weirdly stuck on is hmm. uh, the being buried at a beach. Seems like a poor location for a gravesite. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like the like, number one be spot for to... erosion. And... Yeah.
1: yeah, hey Mon, <laughs> hey man. Bob Marley's buried on a beach, Mon.
2: That makes sense. He deserves that. I mean, he, he earned that right. But true, yeah. Mon. I mean, I want to have you... like, I don't want to derail it, but like, how deep do you need to be buried on a beach so that in like ten years, you know, you're not like exposed? Well,
0: <clears throat> ten feet I mean, under.
1: He's been dead since the 80s and he's, uh, I'm pretty sure his grave isn't like on, you know, like it's at the start of the beach, yeah. you know what I mean? It's not like, it's not like there's waves washing
0: up to his grave because that shit would have been gone within like a year if that was the case. And yeah. kind of going off the rails, completely different person, we don't have to get too into this because I don't know much about it, but Tupac, he's still alive. I uh, did. Dude,
2: guys, (laughs) dude,
0: you guys, guys sounds like you guys, you guys got pretty heated there. You guys look, look like you have some pretty strong opinions on this.
1: Dude. Okay. Here's my thing. Personally, dude, I'm, I tend to kind of lean towards he's, he didn't die. Honestly. Like, I don't think he's on Cuba, you know, whatever, but like the fact that he got basically murdered in plain sight, or the people who shot at him shot at him in plain sight, mm-hmm. allegedly, there was like no witnesses to that shit. He got shot in like fucking Las Vegas or something. By like you, you know, how bought, crowded by a Las Snoop Dogg's Vegas. Is, cousin. is that what? the is that what they say?
2: That's
1: the theory. Huh. Well. You know, let's not get too into that right now. I wanna I wanna talk about MK Ultra. Do I it.
2: have one more thing okay. to say about Quick Tupac thought. just before yeah, chord Drives Me Crazy. So apparently <laughs> after the first time that Tupac was shot, um, he asked his girlfriend to put on Vincent by Don McLean. Great song. Okay.
0: So Don't know the song. That's it. Oh. I know American Pie by Don McLean, that's all I know.
2: Yeah, that's a pretty good one, but you know that one's just kind of like it's, it's what it
0: the, is. It's, it's the classic. It's the song. It's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like everyone knows that song.
2: Listen to Vincent. Listen to it tonight.
0: Okay. One thing we can all
1: agree on is that Tupac was a man of culture. For that's for damn sure.
0: Yeah. I'll drink to that. Yep. Cheers. Anyway, so
1: I'm gonna we're gonna talk about MK Ultra here. So for anyone listening who does not know what MK Ultra is. This is a real 100% legitimate thing that happened in the 1960s. The government was trying to develop drugs and methods of literally controlling people's minds. So they had volunteers, you know, people, this is the CIA specifically, uh, volunteer to test these, you know, basically be experimented on with these drugs and whatever else. So the main thing that they were using was LSD or acid. Uh, and, you know, obviously it wasn't controlling people's minds, but a few notable people, mainly Ken Kesey, who was an author, he wrote a book called One Fool Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Very popular book, got turned into a very popular movie, which uh, Danny DeVito's actually in, which is, we can circle back. It's full circle because in the Always Sunny episode, they do a, they make fun of a scene in that movie that Danny Devito's in. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know, that. like fifty years Wait, later movie? too. But anyway, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Okay. It's the book yeah. by. This is I didn't know unrelated. There was a movie about it, but okay, is <laughs> unrelated. Ken Kesey was part of these experiments. He you know took the acid or whatever and like you know made him feel you know he's tripping, and he was. You know, opened his mind, whatever, and he was like, whoa, there's something to this. They're like, this is pretty, pretty, pretty cool. So when he was done with his experiments, he opened his own in San Francisco, like underground, because it wasn't illegal yet. They had not said this drug is illegal. You could do it. So, you know, he found a chemist, Bear Owsley, who was actually the Grateful Dead's acid chemist, and we'll get into that too. But uh, this guy was making like the best acid on the planet. And, Ken Kesey set up an underground, you know, underground, quote unquote, not actually underground, but like, you know, some like a club nightclub type of deal where he would just say, Hey, if you want to try out this new crazy fucking drug, you can come do it here for free or whatever, maybe like a small admission fee. So people were showing up, you know, taking this acid, whatever. And they were like, you know what we would need? Music. Mm-hmm. So they found this local band in San Francisco Known mm. as The Grateful Dead. Mm, never heard Ooh, of them. Never heard of them. <laughs> I'm wearing a sh- wearing a shirt right now. Uh we're all we're all huge fans for anybody who doesn't know that. But anyway, Grateful Dead would come to these shows, play, you know, for the people on acid, and they would do it themselves. And uh, you know, that kind of kick started their career. And that's also why they are known as like the band that kind of popularized it, because really they did, you know. Um Thanks. Anyways,
2: MK Ultra. Oh, thanks to Robert Hunter, right? Cuz he right. Yep. Yeah. Yes.
1: So, Robert Hunter was part of MK Ultra 2. Like he was one of the people who they experimented on. And he was he, obviously, Grateful
0: Dead's lyricist.
1: Right. He was Grateful Dead's lyricist and uh, you know, him and Jerry Garcia wrote like 90% of their songs or whatever. He wrote most of them and then like, you know, Jerry would help and like Bob would help. Whatever. But um. Also, as Denny and I were talking before, Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber, was also part of MKUltra. Shit. And Ted Kaczynski, for those who don't know, the Unabomber was a dude who was like a genius mathematician. And he was sending bombs to places, right, basically. Like, he was a fucking terrorist. That's what he was doing. I did not know that. And uh, he was part of it, which is crazy, because it's like, okay... Ken Kesey was an author and like, you know, kind of just like a beatnik, like 1950s kind of hippie guy. And then he started the acid test, which kicked off the Grateful Dead, which is a huge cultural phenomenon, which literally kickstarted like the 60s counterculture and all that because of the CIA's experiment, which totally backfired. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And then Ted Kaczynski, who was like a literal terrorist, was also a part of that. And it's like, part of me wonders, was he like, just crazy always? Or did, like, part of, like, you know, did he get a bad batch of acid or whatever and it kind of, uh, you know, Whoa. like, to... kind of c- crossed some wires in his brain and made him fucking crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, that's kind of a conspiracy in and of itself. But, um, yeah, kind of what I was wanting to get into, though, was more related to the Grateful Dead and their influence in it because there's theories that they were paid by the government to kind of help facilitate the acid tests and get, you know, see if people's, you know, minds would be controlled by this. I personally don't believe it because if you look at just the history of that band and like what they were about, it was, that's the last thing that they wanted to be about was controlling people's minds. You know, they were just about peace and love and they didn't want anything to do with anything negative. Um, But it's an interesting theory Because, like, they weren't huge at the time, but they blew up very quickly.
2: So uh, I kind of toe the line on that one um, between those two points. Just like, yeah, I don't I don't I definitely don't think that the Grateful Dead set out to control people's minds or would try to do that, you know, or like agree to be a part of an experiment that does that. However, Inadvertently, maybe inadvertently i think is the case with robert hunter being like probably one of the biggest purveyors of lsd in history you know right bringing it to the mainstream and it's just interesting to think about how you know we've we've been to i mean we can't we can't really call them dead shows but we've been to dead and company shows um us young heads unfortunately never seen the (laughs) grateful dead and uh never will but even shame. that, you know, it's still it's still going strong. We've seen some some free people. Some might call them wooks. I just <laughs> yeah. what is a wook? Passed
1: out wooks. <laughs> yeah. We've a, seen quite a, a few
2: passed out wooks in our in our <laughs> dead dead and co experiences. I'm sure.
1: Uh, Danny, I'll explain real quick. A wook is like a like a lot hip. You know, you know what the lot. Uh, you know, a hippie that just doesn't have any money ever is dirty as hell like a dirty hippie but also someone who specifically frequents like jam band concerts never has a job but somehow can afford to go on tour with you know dead and co fish whoever else yep they're they're often found passed out uh in weird places (laughs) with random things in their
0: pockets uh (laughs) you know
2: after finding some ground scores, you know what? Yeah, around. exactly. A, <laughs> a ground
0: scores. Yeah. What's a ground score?
2: It's drugs you find on the ground, brother. Come on, keep up.
0: <laughs> okay. Gotcha.
2: It's really anything, it doesn't have to be drugs, but you know it's like when you run out of drugs at the festival, you walk around and just look at the ground yeah. and see what you can find. Pop whatever. So, so, I, not, not that any of us have ever done that. <laughs> no, no, no. I've,
1: I have never done that, actually, <laughs> I can, though. Yeah, I
2: can honestly say I uh, have never. I never would. Never, yeah. i going to pop some pill I found on the ground.
0: I was just listening, or I was just reading this while you were talking about that. So apparently during the Cold War, the CIA was convinced that communists had discovered a drug or technique that would allow them to control human minds. So then the CIA began their own secret pro- program called MKUltra to search for mind control drug that could be weaponized against enemies. Now that sounds convincing. Because obviously, you know, they were up to some sketchy shit. Um, oh, and yeah. then, you know, they did all this stuff. They tested this on... Uh, in uh, American prisons and detention centers in Japan, Germany, and Philippines. Many of the unwitting subjects endured psychological torture ranging from electroshock to high doses of LSD, according to Kinzer's research, who uh, spent several years investigating this. Um, and then, so there's two, there two parts to this. First, you had to blast away the existing mind so probably the electro shock part. And then you had to find a way to insert a new mind into that resulting void. So that's kind of interesting. But um, Sidney Glotlieb was actually the director. And in the 1950s, he had the CIA pay $240,000, which in today's money, I don't know how much that would be in what year? Nin- early 1950s. <laughs> fucking a lot, probably like close to a million. Anyway. I feel like more almost. That's a complete guess, I don't so, know. So they he he arranged the CIA to pay 240,000 to buy the world's entire supply of LSD. He brought it into the United States and began spreading it around to hospitals, clinics, prisons, and other institutions, asking them through bogus foundations to carry out research projects and find out what LSD was. And how people reacted to it, and how it might be able to be used as a tool for mind control, and then it gets into oh, Ken Kesey, Robert Hunter, and some other person. But it's, it's kind of ironic because so CIA brought, brought LSD to America, and unwittingly, it's actually a tremendous irony that the drug that the CIA hoped would be its key to controlling humanity actually wound up fueling a generational rebellion that was dedicated to destroying everything that the cia cia held dear and defended so there's a bunch of other stuff about this like on the cia hiring nazi doctors and japanese torturers to learn methods more experiments yeah there's a lot of uh... there's a lot here that i can't get all into can't read fast enough but some crazy stuff dude I mean, I, I believe that the government probably bought a shit ton of LSD and, you know, started spreading it to actual, in, like, government institutions. I mean, like, we need you to research this and, like, figure out what's doing. Oh, yeah, dude. Well, because that's the whole... I
1: mean, that makes more sense, the motive behind it now. If they were trying, you know, they
0: heard that other countries or even russia or the soviet union during the cold war like i would because they were doing crazy shit and it's like oh well we need to keep up with that like they're actually doing that we need to figure it out right
1: i was thinking see my impression of it or my interpretation was that we were um you know just trying to figure out a way to control people's minds because why the hell not right (laughs) you know
2: she was way different back then, too, you know? I feel like they were just like, fuck it. You know, if we, if they die, they die. Let's control some motherfuckers' minds. See where we Honestly, go. that's
0: still probably the attitude.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Now it's just a little quirky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there was a quote in here about how many people actually died from it, but they can't actually put a number on it, but there was a lot of people that died, and even more just ended up having, like, terrible lives because they just you sure. so like dosed up with LSD, which just destroys your brain. Ted Ted Kaczynski.
2: I'll probably. be fucked.
0: There's a whole there's a whole book on it, which now sounds very interesting to read. Poisoner in Chief, Sydney Sydney Lieb, who's the director, and the CIA search for mind control. Dude, and that's why the dead and like Ken Kesey and that
1: whole acid test scene didn't have fried minds because that dude. Was making the the chemist was making like pure shit,
2: some high quality you know? shit
0: because they were doing it all the time, like right, yeah, you know. But even the Beatles before that were definitely doing it, hundred percent. Or maybe, I mean, the Beatles started going through they their were 100%. super well. They started going through their super trippy phase like during that time, and it said in the early nineteen fifties. So like that's even before and they the have Beatles the De- to their, That's why the Paul McCartney's shit. making that uh, Grateful Dead film because. Yeah, I think that happened. I think that article came out in 1997. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I believe that. So-
2: Did we talk about uh, Timothy Leary Oh,
0: Because he was involved dude. in the creation, right? Who's
2: Timothy in Leary? In a way.
1: Clint, explain who Timothy Leary is for the man. Please. all right
2: so timothy leary was basically an american psychologist um and he was a strong advocate for the use of psychedelic drugs if you don't know who he is look him up there's some crazy videos out there just insane so i think i'm wrong in saying that he like he wasn't a chemist at all um no was kind of just mixed up he was just
1: He's a psychologist he was
2: a, a, he was a professor advocate. yeah he was a prof- right. like harvard at harvard
1: i'm pretty sure like a
2: top tier school yeah i think you're right or uh yeah because he's he was born in massachusetts so that's where harvard is right that makes sense uh yeah i think
0: i am am i'm looking into this oh well he
2: okay well his uh yeah his research focused on the interaction of psychedelic drugs counterculture
1: whoa clint yep
2: harvard um
1: i want to address this uh you you have an uncle who lived near ted kaczynski and john wayne gacy at different times
2: that's what he claims yeah so he lived like within 10, 10 miles of ted kaczynski and john wayne gacy and he lived within 10 miles of john wayne gacy when he was a a young boy which was john wayne gacy's primary target
1: While he was killing people? Yeah. Where was he active at?
2: I want to say like Ohio or something, but I could be wrong. Let me see. That's
0: sketch. He's lucky to like be alive. Illinois,
2: Chicago specifically.
1: I mean, that, I mean, yeah, he's, well, I don't know. I mean, if you look at the statistics, I mean, yes. I guess you could say he's lucky to be alive if he lived within ten miles. But at the same time, like, it's not like he murdered. I mean, it's. I'm not. He. What he did was obviously fucked up. But I'm saying, like, how many, <laughs> how many kids there were, how many kids there were in the area, like, he would have had to kill so many kids for it to be like, oh, he got away slimly. You know what I mean?
2: Right. Like he statistically, just. Plus people.
1: Which is ridiculous.
2: That's insane. But yeah, I mean, like, you can't just go around your neighborhood and kill every kid. You know? Right. Exactly. You don't want to. That's get what I'm call. getting at. I mean, you... and his his crime span six years. That's crazy, though. So in a way, it's almost like he was doing that. He was just killing every fucking kid ever. Because six years, thirty three plus victims, and there were I mean, how... floorboards. I'm pretty sure. That's like oh. f- how
1: many a year? Five a year? That's only five a year. A little bit. Yeah. About a little bit over five a year.
2: That's intense.
1: That's like. But dude, think about it though. When you probably have a thirst for that shit, like that's you're like addicted to doing that shit. Five a year probably ain't enough, dude. Yeah, like yeah. you know what I mean.
2: Enough to hold you over.
1: But you have to limit it because otherwise you're gonna get fucking caught because you can't just go murdering every fucking person you right. see.
2: Right. Well, my uh, also connected to serial killers. My dad did his residency in Milwaukee when Jeffrey Dahmer yeah. was active,
1: it's fucking and he talked to
2: the like emts and the police officers because they would come to the hospital you know and like bring bring people in the ambulance police would be there etc but my my dad was buddies with them and said that some of those guys who went to Dahmer's apartment were fucked up you know because he just had bad. barrels with body parts stuffed in them and a yeah. you know, shrine of skulls and bones and well, did he and like freezer and... he like
0: made like lampshades and like stuff out of like skin like human skin
2: i don't know about that i think that might be someone else it sounds like maybe maybe you're yeah. right um but i know that he he like tried to create zombies sex slaves out of oh. like young men that he would pick up and he like poured boiling water and he like drill a hole in their brain in their skull and then like yeah. boiling water in there like, see how long he could get him to stay, like, alive, but in, like, a mummified state. And then there was that story of that kid that he abducted, who actually escaped. And he was running down the street naked. Yeah. And police returned the kid to Jeffrey Dahmer.
0: What? Why?
2: Imagine being that kid. Like, he probably had Why? No idea what was going Why on did he get
0: time. returned?
2: Because he was really fucked up, because Jeffrey Dahmer was keeping him, like, fucked up on drugs and alcohol and shit. Kid ran away and then Jeffrey Dahmer ran after him. Cops stopped them, stopped the kid. And uh, Jeffrey Dahmer told him he was like, Oh yeah, this is my partner. Like we just got into a big argument. Like he's he's really drunk. I'll take him home.
0: What the fuck? Yeah.
1: This this took a dark turn, boys. Let's It uh, really did. Wow. Let's let's, uh, let's let's pivot. Let's Yeah, let's
2: pivot. Let's pivot.
1: Have we got anything
2: else here? I have a lighter-hearted yeah, yeah, Stevie Wonder. So actually, bringing this full circle once more is I'm going to start off. So the theory is that Stevie Stevie Wonder is not actually blind, and this fool can see. Um, And the first anecdotal evidence is that at the Paul McCartney tribute at the White House, uh, Stevie Wonder caught a mic stand as it was falling on stage so that was kind of like the first time that people were like wait what because he just like Mm. caught it flawlessly as it was falling on stage Mm. um another thing initially so he wasn't born blind you know so who knows i mean again i don't i don't know if this is true i mean i I kind of doubt it
0: conspiracy but
2: Exactly, exactly. And so then there's other stories, too, um, where Shaq has a story that he's uh, he's said on, on live TV before that uh, Stevie Wonder was waiting at an elevator in the same building that Shaq was at. And Shaq goes up unannounced and stands next to him waiting for the elevator. And Stevie Wonder turns to him and he goes, Shaq, what's up, big dog? <laughs> what? And Shaq didn't say hi.
0: Oh. That's that's interesting. Dude,
2: maybe he's just
1: got like
0: a sense,
1: bro, like a sixth <laughs> sense.
2: Yeah. Well, and uh Lionel Richie, so we all know Lionel Richie. Hello. Yeah, yeah. The looking, looking for which speaking. Fun fact of, I saw him live. him live. That's cool. Where uh in uh where you're from?
1: No, I was in uh DC with my sister and fun fact, really quick, uh I was like twenty. Yeah, I was twenty. And I went to Virginia to visit my sister, and he happened to be playing that weekend. So we were like, fuck it, we'll go. CeeLo Green opened.
0: What? And
1: and you know that song? Fuck uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, that song. So he's playing that song, and like, it's like, this is like an all ages affair. There's like not supposed to be any cursing. And when he plays that song, (laughs) the very last time he says like that verse, he goes, fuck you. And then uh, he's like, yeah, I said it. And everybody's like, oh. And it's like, dude, that's the song though. Like he was censoring his own song. But then, anyway.
2: Yeah.
1: I was 20 years old, and I crushed like an entire six pack, and you know, I was feeling great.
2: Can uh, I can't condone underage drinking, criminal. Oh no, uh, I'm not. No, dude, I, I deserve that. to be locked up <laughs> still, dude. Yeah, I might still call the police. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how I'm feeling. But actually, you know, the crazy thing too is that Lionel Richie, speaking of the song Hello, uh, he wrote that about a blind woman that he was. Mm.
0: Interesting.
2: <laughs> You're on video. Uh, I know. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> it's a way. I put it away.
2: Okay, good deal. Um, I was say,
1: I thought he was, like, uh, <laughs> doing something somebody want to see over there. God, damn.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, we can cut this out. <laughs> for, for, it, yeah, for the listeners. The video just pops back on. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Lionel Richie. So, he wrote hello about a blind woman that he was in love with. So, another circle within this circle of him claiming that Stevie Wonder can see, because he was apparently in a car with Stevie Wonder, and Stevie Wonder hopped in the driver's seat and reversed all the way out of his driveway. What? Stevie Wonder? What? (laughs) This is according to Lionel Richie, and again, he's also said this on public television. And then Anthony Anderson, too, you know, uh, he has a couple claims well, there's P. Diddy, too, so... Uh, okay, that's that's Stevie too many, Wonder, yeah.
0: Maybe he's just not blind.
2: There's a lot. So, yeah, P. Diddy uh, and Stevie Wonder played a show together, and then TMZ did an interview with Stevie Wonder after the show, and uh, Stevie Wonder described the outfit that P. Diddy was wearing. What? That could be explained away by saying, like, someone told him what he's wearing so that Stevie yeah. Wonder could match something like that but but
0: still so th- think about this though like how do you i mean yes like you know being a like very popular piano player and like you know being blind makes you a little more like not popular is not the word i'm trying to think of that's just like the bad way or like easy way makes to makes it a little it. more impressive yeah And so, like, yeah, it could, like, make your career blow up quicker. I get that. But, like, how do you literally go, like, almost your whole life, like, you know, whole life living a lot, you know? Just, like, how do you keep that up? Money. Yeah. Yeah, true. True. But, like, yeah, that's... uh. That's that's pretty crazy. That one sounds. That one's like the most believable one. Well, obviously MK Ultra stuff, but like, there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. But that one's probably the most believable one I've I've heard so far. Like, I could believe that, but it's also pretty fucked up to you know pretend you're blind.
2: Yeah, I mean. Definitely. I feel like it's all coincidence or he's just gotten, like, he's got a good publicist who's in his ear, like, assistant who's in his ear, like, hey, like if you walk 50 feet straight ahead, that's so-and-so. Here's what they're wearing, you know? I, I don't know. It's weird, because, like, Anthony Anderson, you know, the star from Blackish and Kangaroo Jack, namely. What a fucking banger of a movie. Yeah. Oh, we can talk about that next week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about the movie. Um,
2: but, but apparently... Apparently Anthony Anderson was like out on the stage doing like a warm up or something, uh, like for presenting. I don't, I don't fucking know. But Stevie Wonder walked straight out to him and looked him dead in the eyes and said, "Anthony, get me to a piano." So.
0: Well. And then, but was he wearing his sunglasses? I
2: don't know. Like, what do his eyes look like? like? What
0: do his eyes look like? They
2: look like he's definitely blind. Yeah.
0: Cause They're then like it's like, gray yeah. And like
2: looking different ways, and
0: yeah, yeah. Maybe he can see like figures. You know, he can see like shapes.
2: That's what I'm thinking, but then it's so specific. Like maybe he just guesses a lot. Maybe he's maybe he walked up to like seven different people and was like, Anthony, get me to a piano. And I'm like, what?
0: because yeah. <laughs> if you see like also if you see Shaq like standing next to you, it's like okay, there's not another like seven foot two guy here that's just right. fucking like, huge
2: I, so someone said shack's in the building here's a massive guy standing over me but he's I got guess, an
1: earpiece uh, that earpiece. could be too he ain't deaf he ain't deaf i'll tell you that.
2: Yeah. that i mean that definitely could be true and and with money that would be more reasonable He could have an assistant in his ear the whole time be like hey you got shack at your three o'clock <laughs> you know but i guess <laughs> right. anthony anderson after Stevie what does three well, o'clock look like, like <laughs> yeah what does that mean <laughs> well he he was born he was born oh, yeah, that's
0: true
2: so i i don't know then but how did he lose sight I'm, anderson how,
0: he has a disease I, I think
2: i don't know maybe glaucoma or something who knows there's many different ways but it, it was a disease for sure because he knew that he was going blind uh, according to what i've read
1: dude i i thought he went blind i mean i don't i know he wasn't born blind but i thought he went blind like very quickly like as a very be. young
0: person I'm pretty Have sure. You guys seen the Ray Charles movie? Now he was.
1: Wait, that's that's about Ray Charles. He was yeah, blind. He's
2: he's definitely blind. But he went blind because of a like an undiagnosed something, like an un. Guess how
1: many something. children Stevie Wonder has? Oh God! Uh,
2: yeah.
1: yeah, I was just thirteen.
0: Nine. I mean. <laughs> Damn, that's, <laughs> that's still a lot. Yeah. That's a stars. lot. That, uh, are they all the same person? I don't know. He's been married three times, bro. He's a plan. I'd probably be married Mm. three times, too, if I was was fucking Stevie Wonder.
2: Certified PIMP.
1: Shortly after his birth, he went blind. So Mm -hmm. there's no way he remembers ever seeing.
2: Yeah, weird. Well, was he, like, partially blind then? Because I was reading something, and again, what I read could be wrong, but it was like he told his mom, he was like, don't worry about me going blind because like I'm happy or something. He told Oprah that apparently, Huh. but that could just honestly, that could just further emphasize the conspiracy. If he oh, just yeah. made that shit up to Oprah and was just like, oh, I told her don't worry when I was 10 and then he told someone else like, then like his old long running story is, Oh yeah, I went blind shortly after birth. Who knows?
0: No one. No one will ever. But no
2: one will ever know.
0: I mean
1: have you guys ever seen the Ray Charles movie going speaking of
0: blind yeah pianists? Sad. It is sad as shit. It's really sad. I've only seen it like once. Isn't it Denzel Washington who plays him? No, it's Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. Right. That makes yeah.
1: <laughs> both both great actors though. Right. Oh yeah. Denzel could have played that role and probably killed it too. Well yeah,
2: Denzel kills every role.
1: Dude, uh, Denzel
2: kills every role.
0: Training. Oh. Motherfucker, you will hit this. I always thought that that dude looked like uh Arlie. Ethan Hawk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it looked like him. <laughs> but I'm looking at other conspiracies right now. The moon landing. I was going to say, I have one related to the moon. What's what's that one?
2: Okay.
1: So this is pretty far-fetched, but you cannot prove that it did not happen. So there's a theory that there's a moon base that was built by the Nazis mm. shortly after World War II when they found out they were losing the war. Uh, you know, like when they knew, they're like, okay, we're fucked. Like America's beating our asses so they sent a couple of people to the moon to build a base on the dark side of it and they're that's where they're they're waiting to to try again in the future now do i believe it not really do i believe it's plausible maybe and here's why think about all the crazy shit that has happened in the last year and a half like why not why why wouldn't you know why not have something crazy like that happen, where they come back and try again. And you know what? If it is true, I hope they try again, because America will beat the shit out of them again. Yeah. I'm
2: imagining once
1: and once and for 20. all, final boss.
2: <laughs> I'm imagining like twelve Nazis, and they just come back with like, you know, an M1 carbine, and like. You know. <laughs> Like all this fucking technology. But dude, but dude. Shoot them down with a missile on their way back into.
1: Dude, think about this though. Think about this though. Okay. In World War II, we did use their scientists after the war when we won. And like we captured some of them to create the nuclear bomb, which we used to bomb Japan with. Um, They obviously had technology that was far superior to ours. So think about it. If they did make it up there and have a base since the fucking 40s, literally 70 years ago, who's to say that they haven't came up with some crazy shit?
2: You know, actually those scientists too, they helped the U.S. get to the moon.
1: Yeah. But you know what I like to think though? I like to think that they had a change of heart uh, about the, maybe like the 1990s. Okay. And they invented a way to like stop world hunger or something. And they're no longer Nazis either. They're just like fuck it. We've been on the moon for so long. Let's do something good, you know. <laughs> but who knows? So yeah,
2: I mean, have, speaking of which, real quick, have you guys seen the show Hunters? No, no. Oh, watch it. It's it's about that. Hmm. It's about Operation Cobra or whatever it's called. Uh, I thought it was called the Manhattan I... Project. No, well, that was that was what it was called. Bringing. Uh, are building the nuclear bombs. But oh, word. It, It's called, like, Cobra or something where they brought Nazis covertly, Nazi scientists, to work at NASA. And it's based oh, on... Shit. It's loosely based in truth, and it's called Hunters because it was a group of uh, Jewish Americans who hunted down the Nazis that came over to the U.S. and, like, murdered them. It's dude, badass, I've heard about that, dude. actually. Yeah,
1: I've heard about that. It's a cool Whoa. show.
2: Didn't get the greatest reviews, I guess, now that I'm looking at it right here, but <laughs> I loved it. I recommend it. It's a dark comedy. So, What's it out. on? It's on Amazon Prime. Um,
1: I do Amazon have that. I'm going to watch that. Shot.
0: So, one more recent conspiracy. Do uh, you guys remember, I mean, obviously, the California wildfires? Yes. Yeah so
2: oh god there's I know where this is going. yeah
0: there's a conspiracy that the way that those started was the u.s. was like testing a laser that i think like shoots from space or something and this might be far-fetched but i i've never read anything about it i just i don't know how i know this but and where they shot a tree the tree like went crazy on fire And that started, like, a wicked, wicked hot fire, like, hotter than, like, a normal just fire would start. Yeah. And then I think what, like, made people think that is, like, they looked at some of the trees that burnt, and, like, a lot of the trees, like, weren't burnt from the outside. They, like, started from the inside in. Like, that's how they started on fire. So it was, like, how does a fire start from the inside of a tree and then like
2: it does happen with lightning strikes though again mm. i'm not i'm just playing devil's advocate yeah i did
0: not know that it is
2: that is a phenomenon that happens with lightning strikes but if it's multiple that's a little like come on yeah please. we discussed
1: but this already correct, i think we did
2: point? yeah i think we did when we were talking about aliens yeah but like didn't i don't think anyone said this really but like don't you think someone would have seen a giant laser beam dude beam down to earth
0: it's Maybe laser beams aren't what we actually think they look like. Maybe they're, like, just clear beams of, like, UV that, like, you can't see.
2: That would be crazy.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm searching this wildfires conspiracy. Let's see if, like, I can find something on this.
1: So, question uh, about this conspiracy, Denny. Is the theory that, like, aliens started the fire? Or is the theory that the government started the fire... Or, I think
0: what?
2: government, right?
0: Um. Okay. The claim being taken up by an increasing number of people in and an circles is that the fires are caused by directed energy weapons. That is QAnon. government. Okay, QAnon. That is government directed laser bent lasers bent on destroying homes, I'm, property, and lives. And if recent history is any gotta, chance, there's a chance the country. I'm gonna comes. interject.
1: Okay, I'm going to interject. If it's, if it's QAnon, I don't believe it.
2: Okay. And I don't even want to talk about it, dude. <laughs> QAnon. Is, what is QAnon? I've never heard of that. Dude, you got to look that up on your own time. <laughs> yeah. We should not. Let's not go there. Should QAnon we go down, down this rabbit hole? Oh, God, dude. I, I have one thing to say about QAnon just to show you how crazy they are. When the inauguration was happening, they thought that it was... Uh, set up and that what the U.S. was being shown was like a pre-televised thing that was all being faked. And in reality, the U.S. military was storming Washington, D.C. and executing Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and all of those people in the street cutting their heads off and stuff. And they were like crying. QAnon supporters were crying when they found out that like Joe Biden was actually elected president and like that conspiracy wasn't true like these people are so deep and i'm telling you it's fucked
1: it's not even funny it's like
2: it's not it's beyond this isn't it's not like a fun conspiracy to go into it's like uh this is scary people people Real. it's not even like conspiracy to them it's like this is it's like fact it's yeah. fact.
0: but biden was never elected president
2: well and they think like trump was the second coming of jesus like literally I'm pretty
0: sure. Okay, so these people like Yeah.
2: Okay. Okay. Well. <laughs> so, uh... if you're listening out there, we do not agree with Q. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it would be cool if it well, it wouldn't be cool at all. It'd be scary. But if it was like aliens, it'd be terrifying if aliens were just lighting our earth on fire. Venus, but yeah. but it'd be I would appreciate it more if it was the conspiracy was that it was aliens and not the government because aliens are just very fascinating to me, you know?
0: Yeah, we went into that,
1: but, um,
0: Did that one get posted. Yeah, I'm going <clears> to,
1: <throat> no, dude, we had some technical difficulties, um, but we should definitely revisit that. We should, I think, um, I don't want to give away what we're, planning on talking about next week on here once we end it we'll discuss it a little bit but uh what do you boys think you got, anybody got anything else I if not I got something I, I want to plug at the end for a, a friend of mine nothing
2: let's hear a plug away
1: all right plug so whole, you two know him I'm, not, I'm gonna I'm gonna call him by his stage name not as a uh, his his real name but my buddy Forrest is releasing a new song tomorrow comes Ooh. out I don't know what time but it'll be on spotify uh it's called happy ever after and i got a snippet of it today it is on on instagram yeah but it's a very very good song and it'll be out tomorrow 2 12 not sure of the time but it will be there so anybody listening right now if you haven't heard of forest check him out uh new song tomorrow he's also got a lot of other songs couple eps you know, more music on the way. He's plugging, so let's check it right out. On.
2: Check it out.
0: All right, well, we're running up on the time here. We got about forty seconds on my little timer, so uh, you know, I guess we'll sign off here. You know, thanks for tuning into the uh, to another another edition of the Ranch Boys, uh, where we went over the some of the craziest conspiracies out there. There's plenty more. But, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, this is uh, Dennis Nuggs signing off, and uh, I'll leave it to you two boys.
2: It's going to be a see ya for Clint. Catch you guys next week. Yeehaw!
1: Boone signing off. Uh, Really quick, though, I want the people to hear this. I think we should do, like, once a month conspiracies episode.
0: There's plenty. How about it? There's plenty of them Count to go me
1: All right. Let's fucking do it. All right. All right, boys. Peace out. Peace. Peace. Why don't you dip into some ranch?